for Radio 1 91FM podcast. And it's time for our little weekly segment, Biology Corner. Yes, indeed. And today from Biology Corner, we've got Ben Parnagar. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me again, team. It's just me today. No Flynn. What have you got for us, mate? So we got a... What have you got for us? Segment. Go, give, um, us, give us something. I've got a pretty interesting one. That actually, um, butterflies have taste receptors on the ends of their feet. So technically, everywhere they're walking, they're tasting the ground. Hmm. And you might, you might think, well, what's the point of that, Ben? You know, like... What's, yeah, Ben, what's, give me some answers. What's, what's the advantage for that? And it's actually quite an obvious one. If you know the reproductive cycle of butterflies, they originally start as caterpillars and they eat leaves. So the mama butterfly wants to know if her caterpillars are going to be able to eat this leaf so that she can just taste it with her feet and if it's suitable do the business if it's not flutter away to the next plant interesting very efficient this first night I've got a question for you do the adult butterflies have taste buds in their face in their mouth no because they can't actually eat they only have a pretty much a straw oh. and they just suckle nectar and that's wow. and that's what they eat Wow. So, so they they can't chew, they can't do anything. So, this is a way of getting around that. Imagine if we had taste receptacles on our feet. You'd the difference tasting, would make you'd, in, if you'd be tasting life. your stinky socks oh. most of the time. Yeah, yeah, not very yummy. I'm kind of glad we don't. Yeah. And I tell you what, Ben. Um, not only have you been researching interesting biology-related facts for us, you've also been doing something else over. And we'll um. Just give us a little teaser because we'll come come back after a couple of tunes to get more into it. But you've also been doing something very interesting over your summer break, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I was very fortunate enough to be offered an internship with um, Tropical Island Resort in Fiji. So I spent my most of my November and early December over there helping them out with their, well, pretty much being a glorified consultant and snorkel guide tour. Well, which is very exciting. And we've talked about butterflies having taste buds for feet, but we just want to talk about your mean feet, which was going over to Fiji um, in a sustainability role. Sam, do you want to quickly expand on that? Um, I'll actually let Ben expand on that because <laughs> he's, he's the one who did it. Go on, mate. Um, yes, I was fortunate enough to be brought over to um, one of the tropical island resorts on Fiji on like a semi-consulting basis. They wanted to improve their image, I suppose, and become a little bit more environmentally focused and sustainability focused and they wanted a fresh pair of eyes to kind of look over the resort and see what they could change and how they could advertise themselves as a more sustainable way to bring in people of our generation who are I think a lot more conscious of their footprint and stuff um, than maybe the older generation so they're trying to tap into that tap into that market. So what did you do? So I, I helped them set up their like waste management system there was no recycling system like most of the stuff got burnt um, and then I also played a big role in trying to get their reef system up to scratch. It was already pretty good, but they wanted to implement like coral planting and um, like similar things like that, like managing the abundance of certain fish and like trying to trying to rebuild their reef from, of course, the terrible few years that they had with the bleaching events and the El Ninos and whatnot. Mm. So it was um, it was pretty productive, and it was nice to see that a resort actually cared about that stuff and they were trying really hard to implement these things and that was I thought that was really refreshing yeah well apart from being I guess um, a morally correct thing to do I think it, yeah as you said it's probably like a good business move for them to do that people are going to be more willing people who are more aware of adverse impacts of certain business practices um, are going to be more willing to go to a place that has better sustainability waste management whatever practices going on 
Yeah, and it's, it's, it's one of the first things, I'm speaking for myself here, that I look for. If I'm going overseas and I'm staying somewhere, I will look at what they're doing to give back to either the community or to the environment through their practices and whatnot, where they've got a good compost system, a good recycling system. Are they looking after their reef properly, for example, and doing all this stuff to like actively improve their environment that they market so heavily and plays such a vital role in their business um, plan? Well, I think that's probably... Um, really important for somewhere like New Zealand as well who kind of markets itself on the 100% clean green um, side of things when in fact that's not actually strictly true you look at beaches in Auckland you look at um, agricultural runoff and things like that I could go on all day you know it's not actually strictly strictly true 100% of the time yeah it's 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 a little bit of an image problem with New Zealand because we market ourselves as clean and green but we don't always back that up with the programs and whatnot. I mean, we've got the pest-free 2050, and we're trying to plan to plant, I think it was a million trees or whatever, by a certain time. So they're all steps in the right direction, but I think there's a, a long way to go with sort of like, especially in Auckland, where we're, we're from, Sam. Um, yeah. Around the eastern beaches, like St. Helier's and Mission Bay, the, um, the runoff there after it rains is pretty toxic, and you don't want to be swimming in those beaches after heavy rain. No. I think I think it's something that is quite easy to fix if you do it properly, but it's just getting around to that issue and managing it in a controlled way. Yeah, I mean, I think it, especially with this whole climate awareness and things like that, um, things such as urban planning and stuff have to take a seriously drastic, um, drastic change of route to involve things like looking after waste, looking after runoff, climate, um, things such as that. Yeah, and unfortunately those things cost cost a lot more to implement, so it also turns those people away. They think we're going to have to throw more money at it. What's the point? Yeah, well, ex- exactly. Um, that's a fantastically insightful um, few minutes there from you, Ben. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank, from, thank you very much for having me. Hey, no worries. Ben from the Breathe the Science podcast, usually joined by Flynn, but not this week. Uh, thanks very much for coming on right here. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.